evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mahoning Drive-In Theater, the largest single-screen drive-in in the United States. We're certainly glad you could be with us this evening. And don't forget the concession stand is open with all kinds of great things to eat and drink. All right, 89.3 Mahoning Drive-In Radio. Your old friend Virgil back with my co-host Mark. Say hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. But we have a very, very special episode for you guys because we have two extra special guests in the room who I consider to be part of the Mahoning family and really Mahoning uber fans. So, fellas, say hello. We got Carl in the house. Yeah. And we got Daryl in the house. Hello. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you guys tell the, the audience what makes you such Mahoning fans? Um, I'll start with Daryl because he's got a really good story from this season. And a mouthful of beverage. Yes. <laughs> Wait, where, where do I start? Are you talking about the uh, 100th movie? That's that's definitely a good signifier of how this, big a fan you are. Yeah, so what was that, back in April? I think I hit 100 movies, total movies seen at the Mahoning going back to 2015. Amazing. Now, I have a drive similar to what Mark used to have. So I'm talking three and a half hour drive one way. Yeah. So it wasn't easy to hit those hundred movies. Um, one year, in fact, my job was so crazy, I only got here twice yeah. and saw four movies. But I got that hundred yeah. and I celebrated in style here. You guys were totally into it. I said, you know, I've been tracking my movies on Letterboxd. I think I'm hitting a hundred. I'm like, what if I write a sign and then do a pick and maybe get a little something started where there's like a, sort of a challenge. Yeah. The, how many movies have you seen? Yeah. And um, so that was a that was a lot of fun. You guys embraced it and uh, we did a little celebratory photo op. Uh, and also uh, Mark brought the uh, orange jet. <laughs> The, Which I think should come back here and be served. Yeah, the, uh, which is a story itself. Well, Daryl was always a fan of Orange Jet, which was this budget Walmart orange soda that Matt used to buy. Yes. And when we didn't have it, Daryl would always ask about it. And I was never sure if it was jokingly or if it was out of the desperate pining for budget orange <laughs> Orange cola, and uh, it's been a running gag for years now that since we haven't had orange yet. And I thought, what better way to celebrate the man and the milestone than a one to two liter bottle of orange? There it is, the way to anybody's presented as though it was roses to Miss America. <laughs> it was. Well, that, that was a great night, and the thing I loved about that sign is that you had stats on the back: how many miles you this drove, is true. how many flats you've had, how many car repairs. It's like speeding tickets, one. Yes, <laughs> like stuff like that. As Mark can attest to, is like that's the commitment level to a Mahoning fan. It's not convenient for many people to get to, uh, but when you have people who drive hours upon hours to be here with their people, um, it, it speaks so much to what we do. Do you recall what your first Mahoning show was? What finally got you? For a lot of people, your heart? people knew about us or this place before it was an us for me. And there would be one show that you're like, okay, I can't miss this one. Like a lot of people will follow the, the listings and then there's one show that's like, okay. You got me. It's time. Time for me to make that five hour trip. Yeah, well, we're going back to 2015. Mm -hmm. the, the, the backstory on that is how I met Harry. 
I befriended a uh, local uh, film programmer, Paul Kazee, uh, maybe 15 years ago, mm -hmm. right? And uh, then we started going on little road trips. I had gone on road trips before to concerts all over the Northeast, so I have many years of road trips. Uh, road trips to see movies in a theater or a drive-in was a little different. I had to get over, over that, uh, well, I've seen that movie, why would I want to drive two hours, four hours, eight hours to see a movie in the drive-in? Right. So we do end up there, but it was Harry. Harry was doing all these shows, and he eventually helped out with a show that I was helping out with, Paul, the Dead Till Dawn show. Yes. Um, so we would go wherever Harry was going. So we went to uh, the Exhumed shows in Philly, um, April Ghouls out at the uh, yes. Riverside, right, right. which was an eight-hour drive. Uh -huh. Uh, so it was a natural when we heard Harry's doing films down at this drive-in. It's only three and a half hours. Uh, we're there. So the <laughs> That's easy. Right? So the first Zombie <coughs> Fest, we came just for the Sunday, the last night of Zombie Fest, the first one. Because we hadn't seen those movies, whereas the night one and two, we had seen some of those. So we're like, let's go for the... And I think that might have been the first time I met Mark. It was definitely 2015 when we met up. I think I knew Paul briefly from seeing him at the Riverside Monsterama shows and attending Dead Till Dawn. So it may have actually been here. Yeah, he may have introduced me to you at the time. And you had a fun story, too, that you've told. Well, not fun at the time, uh, of the amazing trip you took down and back and, and having to, like, get a, an infinitesimally small amount of sleep before going to work the next day. Oh, yeah, I mean, we're talking about a couple years in now. Now that I, you know, the bug bit me, uh, I found my people. I think it was like, yeah, the third or fourth year in. That year I only came twice down to the Mahoney because of my job, the hours were terrible. And I said, I can't go an entire summer without going to the Mahoney. So I said, oh, screw it, I'm just gonna go. And then I'll, you know, after the work the next day, I didn't call out. I actually drove down the three and a half hours I don't recall what the show was. I know one was double feature Kubrick. Yes. And what was uh, Clockwork one? Orange in 2001. Yeah, that, that one. So I did it that twice that summer. I actually, after the movies, drove to work. So I had the three and a half hours home after the last movie. Directly to work. Directly to work. Oof. And then I drove as the sun's coming up because I would work uh, 6 a.m. on a Sunday. So I'd literally drive by my house go to work, change my shirt, drag my ass through the day, and I did it twice. It was brutal, but I couldn't go a summer without the Mahoney. That commitment. Yeah. And that, that again, that commitment level is what it means to be a Mahoney fan. You have to make a point to be here. Make some crazy changes to your life and your schedule to make this happen. Um, but let's jump over to Carl. So Carl yes. is a, a huge part of the Mahoney family. Not only does he help us with projects on the lot, is he a resident DJ? Um, he's a regular volunteer, as Daryl is. But what is your intro to the Mahoney? How did you fall in love with the Mahoney? Because I literally consider you one of those staple faces. If you are not here, it's not a Mahoney show. No. <laughs> well, um, oddly enough, I met Daryl, turn me on to the Mahoney. Crazy. Um, I met Daryl at the Alamo Draft House in Yonkers, him and Paul were handing out flyers for their Kuksaki show, the Dental Dawn show. And I started going to that show 
And then uh, in passing, Daryl said, you know, there's this place in Pennsylvania that plays all 35. And I was like, get out of here. I said, where is this? I, and then I, I, we, he told me about it. And he said, they're actually having this big show on, a, on, a, on, a, on Memorial Day weekend. It's called Zombie Fest. And it was Zombie Fest 2. Amazing. And I was like, I, I got to get down there. I got to do this. So I did it. I came to Zombie Fest 2 was my first show. And I had an absolute blast. As everyone knows, I don't like a lot of stuff. <laughs> Carl H. And I, and I, <laughs> if you've ever been to what we call the spoiler stall in the men's room, it's filled with graffiti, uh, mostly spoilers for movies that started organically. But then at some point, somebody just scrawled, Carl hates everything. <laughs> and I said this once, I'll say it a thousand times. You know you've made it in life when your name hits the bathroom. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. By the way, that has been updated. The yeah. Carl hates the world except for stray cats. Stray cats. Someone <laughs> added that one, which is true. He's a fan yeah. of Brian Setzer. That's right? what I thought at first, and I'm like, no, it's a lot cats. Yeah. 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 We get a little kitty out here. <laughs> but yeah, Zombie Fest Two was my first show. I was hooked immediately. Uh, I believe the next show I came to after. I mean, there was a few shows I missed because work, time, life, life, all that nonsense. And I came back for the the first Romero weekend. Yes. And that played to like an audience of like maybe thirty people at the yeah. time, if I'm not mistaken, Mark. Do you remember what the films were? Yes, that? I do. It was it was uh, two movies, two nights. Yep. It was help me out there. Night of the Living Dead. Dead. Yep. Followed by was it the Crazies. The Crazies. Yes. Night, night two Riders. was Night Riders. Yep. Yes. And. Day, right? Day, yeah. day, day of the day. I think that's uh -huh. it. And uh, that was also the first time I met the drum boys, too. Crazy! Uh, that that first night at uh, Romero weekend. And it was me and Dar me and Daryl were like, Daryl was the only person I knew here. Yeah. And then the drum boys just came over and said, hey, as you know, because I've experienced this when I used to go to concerts a lot, too. You start going to enough shows, you become a familiar face. Just people just come up to you and say, mm -hmm. hey. And that's how you make friends. And yeah. like I'm like way out of my comfort zone. I'm not really a real sociable person. You never sure. think so because you can hear me <laughs> screaming and yelling that. all over the lot constantly to this day. If you're ever here, if you're ever here, and we run the famous and popular puppies and kitties reel, and you hear some maniac scream puppies and kitties <laughs> and bunny kicks. That that would be Carl. That would be me. You'll know. He's also part of the Rico's uh, patrol. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Rico Rico's the love. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you've never been Rico's Nachos, we feature a, a vintage. I think 1980. We're gonna get to the bottom of this, but I think it's 1980. Uh, On-screen ad commercial for Rico's Nachos. It has become a, a beyond a cult legend thing here, yes. where people cheer and they scream. Carl particularly screams the word Rico, <laughs> and uh, people love it. And and we're 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 close with the Rico's Corporation. Anyway, please continue. Uh, yeah. So Romero is my second show, and then. Uh, my third show that year, and it's always that show is near and dear to my heart for a few reasons. It was Star Trek weekend, Ooh. and that was uh, a light crowd. Uh, yeah, that was a very light crowd. <laughs> and How light was it? Pretty light. It was light. so light. Yeah. <laughs> it put mustard on its blank. <laughs> Well, Gene Rayburn action. Going. Would you there like you to tell the listeners about 
how the e evening ended and your personal story with that about Star Trek Weekend because we we showed it two four films over two nights. No, right? it was six films. Was it six, six films? Six it was six. the six, six. Okay. three and three. Okay, and they were a long three. The yeah. night one was Star Trek one, two, and three. Amazing enterprise porn for motion picture. My love for motion picture, even though everyone poo poos it, is out the door. Yeah. It's deep and out the door. First time I saw that, a friend had it on Laserdisc. We watched it, and I'm like, "Are they ever going to get to the ship? It's just, it's approaching. It's approaching. It's approaching. It's approaching. I get it now that it's fans who had grown up with the show are getting to see this on the big screen, looking yeah. more real than ever, and you're soaking up and drooling over every inch of that ship." But as a, a indifferent viewer in the late '90s, I was like, "Do, <laughs> they, a ship do they get it? This is the extended version. It's all just more shots of the ship." Anyway, you were saying, uh, yeah. Uh, night two was Star Trek uh, four, uh -huh. five, and for some reason you guys couldn't get a print of six, so we you had snuck in Nemesis. Nemesis, think, right? yeah. And uh, however, towards the middle of five, a nice big. Uh, frothy fog rolled in. Oh, yeah. And it got worse and worse and worse. And then by the end of Star Trek V, you couldn't see anything. Yeah. It, it was just a Dancing big blur. In the, in, the, in the cloud. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I was really bummed. I was uh, with my then ex at the time, Adrian, because she was a big Star Trek fan. And um, so we're like, oh, man, this is going to be a real bummer. Should we just go home? And I said, no, this is three because I drive three hours. Every which way I drive three hours, door to door. Yeah. Um, so, but then it was uh, Matt and Corey. Corey and I knocked on my window. Mark was there, too. Knocked on my window. I rolled my window down. I'm like, what's up, guys? And they're like, hey, if you guys want, being that this is like a total fog fest, we're going to play Star Trek VI on VHS in the concession stand. Genius. If you guys want to come in, just bring your chairs. And we're like, okay. <laughs> this is a unique So play. I'm like, <laughs> and and I was so touched by that gesture. Because, you know, you guys didn't have to come over here and, you know, you know bang on my way. You can sure. let me suffer and watch a blurry movie in the fog. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jeff was running it no matter what, because that's Jeff. He's going to write. <laughs> sure. But, uh, um, so I was like, let's complete, let's complete it, man. Let's go see six inside. So it was us and maybe about eight to ten other people in the concession stand. And folding chairs. And folding chairs. And it, was, it was an old pop-up screen like you'd look at your home slides yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. And a single, a single uh, video projector, which is what led to the digital booth later Correct. on. A standalone low-end projector. But I mean, the image size was smaller than the average TV now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And what wound up happening because it was such a light crowd is you essentially had everybody who showed up in the concession stand. <laughs> the tape. film was playing to one woman in her car who was asleep. <laughs> everybody else came in the concession stand and was watching a, a pan and scan. Was it? I might. It must have been probably pan and scan VHS tape of the of the movie they all wanted to amazing. see. Anyway, continue. Yeah, but that was that was amazing and. The, like I said, what touched me was that you guys came out, invited me in, and I was like, "This is this is my place. Yeah. I'm home." Yeah, and I was that was the real cement that like said, "This is this is it." So I've ever since then, I try to make try to make every event I possibly can, and because I'm hooked, and this I love this place to death, and uh, mostly for the 35, but also everyone yeah. here.
It's about the people. And yeah. your uh, explanation of meeting the drum bores, that happens every single night. Where I, I assume, yeah. oh, this person called this person, they're friends, they know each other, this is their meetup spot. It's just the place they're coming and now gather here all together. So it's this really great meeting ground for like-minded fans, purists. I think you're the perfect person to talk about about 35 millimeter purism. Oh, absolutely. Even though <laughs> occasionally the Mahoning is backed into a corner and has to play something digital, we know we won't be seeing Carl that weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the more notice, the better. Yes. Uh, when, if and when that happens. But things do arise. And as I've witnessed yep. uh, firsthand here, where, you know, last minute, Where's the print? Right. Never we're, hey, we're watching this in the, in the yeah. concession stand on tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those know, days so, are mostly, mostly. <laughs> right. So it, it, it's, uh, where are we going with this? Oh, oh, 35. Uh, I have become a real 35 snob. Not ashamed to admit it. No bones about it. If I'm going to a theater, any theater, if it's not film, I'd rather not go because I don't feel like spending the money. I mean, this is my personal take. Everyone can say, oh, but it's the camaraderie and it's the audience. No, I'm there for the movies. Right. I'm not, I mean, I'm here to hang out also beforehand sure. and after. But what's most important to me is the image on that screen. And for me, for me to come out and drive three hours, it has to be 35. And this is the place to do it. Because yeah. I notice when uh, other places, they're, they're, doing solely digital, or they're doing some places that do uh, film, uh, they're, they're doing less and less and less. I'm like, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. So I will come here. This is the only, the only it's, for me, it's the only game in town uh, right now, uh, other than my own backyard, because I have a little print collection too. Right. So, and I show my 16 stuff in the backyard. I just had a party last weekend, and uh, everyone had a great time. Other than that, I come here. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. And that's it. a great way to put it is when we had Andy on, he talked about party in the back, business up front. You guys With are the mullet literally, driving. yes, <laughs> you guys are literally the front row crew. You, you would run the front row crew if we had, you know, this hierarchy. But the people in the front row are dedicated to that film. They are watching that film. They are serious about that film. And it's one of those things where you have multiple dynamics on any night. Last night's a great example. So we were all watching Terminator together. Everybody has been waiting for this uh, print to come up on screen. And you have just a rowdy, loud, obnoxious crew um, going on. And they may love the movie too, but their way of enjoying it is so much different oh, yeah. than the way that you guys enjoy it. Because I, I hear it. You guys are up there still having fun, still having the conversation at, at the right moments. Mm -hmm. But you're in it. It's not this thing where it's like, oh, we're party in here and the movie's just on in the background. No, uh -huh. no. It, that's that's what's most important to me. And, um, yeah, fine example of last night, you know, and it's, you know, it's great having that big screen, but man, that thing is like... It catches sound. It catches sound and throws it at you like nobody's business. Yeah. I mean, I hear on a nice night, I can hear people all the way in the back, like they're sitting right next to me sure. some nights. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. But yeah, last night was a little little too rowdy for my taste, you know, and I'm I'm usually the guy that tells everyone to shut up or uh -huh. shut your headlights off or uh -huh. don't drive on the lawn. That was another one. I caught a guy Stay doing that. Stay off the grass. Stay oh, off man. the grass. Yeah, I'm the old man yelling at the cloud. I love it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because I care about the place too. Like, uh, I'll even, I pick up my own cigarette butts because I, I don't 
I care about this place so much. I carry my own ashtray around. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm big on garbage around here because I put, oh, yeah. I, I put it away like everybody else and picked it up. And then even, you know, even when I wasn't volunteering, I, you know, some days I come here and there's trash everywhere. And I'm like, you jerks. Bastards. <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the, the level of... Uh, no, it's true. You can always tell the first timers <laughs> or the people who don't get the culture we're building here. But that's a great point is, you know, coming from the first run theater situation, they'll trash a theater and not even think about it. Where here... You get so much respect and people thinking about that as a foresight to be like, I'm gonna bring an extra trash bag. Or they don't do it, then they get shamed by Carl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they remember worse. the next time. Oh, especially <laughs> especially especially if I'm DJing that night, because I started doing this a few shows ago, uh, where I was DJing and I was like, you know what, I've had it with the cause I see what the guys on the lot do now and the hell they go through to, to pick up everyone's trash. Oh yeah. Uh, from all over this big lot mm -hmm. and like I said I've done it you've done it Mark's done we've all done it and um, I was like I gotta get on the air I gotta say something I mean I first mentioned it in Facebook and uh, Beth from the concession stand was like do it I will give people bags if they if they if you announce that and I started doing it and I'm gonna continue to do it because you know I I want to see this place do well I don't want to see basically I want to see shit on yeah. and 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 I I just like people just take care of the place. You love it so much like we do. You love coming here. Right. Just pick up after yourselves. I don't mean to turn this into a big environmental thing, <laughs> but uh, it's just one of the things that grinds my gears. Well, that's a nice segue into yeah. the, the radio setup for you. Again, you've become a staple here. We have several staples that are on the air on a regular basis, but yeah. for a Harry Exhumed weekend, you can expect to hear Carl, you can expect to hear Mike, but taking the radio show to the next level and being that informative voice in people's ear, it goes a long way. I took a note from you as far as always making a point to tell people about headlights. Every night I have to have the lot crew do a sweep as soon as the movies start to find those people that inevitably don't know how to turn off their driving lights. So the radio show is a really great opportunity for us to be like, hey, here's some things to actually know instead of getting you know, your your entertainment of music. Here's these bits of information that are important to know about the night, the specials, the offerings, whatever. And I think that's elevated what we do here in such a big way. People oh, expect yeah. it now to be like, I'm coming early to get that pre-show radio show, you know? It's part of what we do. Yeah, I've, I've, I've like, heard people in passing, oh, you're DJing tonight. Oh, awesome, I'm, you know, I'm excited. I love it. And I've even heard people saying on their ride in, they're, they're seeing if they can catch it at the right moment, like get near Walmart, they turn oh, yeah. it in, and they knew I was DJing based on what I was the playing. The selections, yeah. yeah. Totally. And then they're like, that's that's got to be Carl. That's got to be Carl. And then I come on, and then I come on, and they're like, oh yeah, that was Carl. <laughs> well, how did that start for you? Uh, well, I used to I used to DJ in college, mm -hmm. um, in community college, where I started taking communications classes. I really wanted to be in film. And I took communications classes Sounds first. Very familiar. Oh yeah, and uh, you know they got me in on radio. And I've always been a student and a fan of radio from being a little kid. Same. And broadcasters and how people speak and all that. You know that's always top tier to me. Is like enunciation and all that other stuff. Even though I don't sound like it because I'm from <laughs> New York, the, the the accent creeps in every once in a blue moon. 
And, um, and then I, I did it there. And then when I eventually got into film school at SUNY Purchase, I jumped in on radio there. They kicked me out, by the way. Um, <laughs> Because uh, it was a little too clicky for my taste, and they didn't like me playing Cecil Taylor in like three in the morning. That's basically it. I told this. I told. I told this big story to Mark about my whole time in radio there, and then I just. I just got disgusted with. It. I said, "Well, I'm here to make films, you know." At the time, and I was like, "I just want to focus on that, and you know, to hell with the radio. I was just doing it for fun, right. and because I love music." Sure. And then I see, you know. Before this wasn't even here, this the the, the DJ setup, right. and um, then all of a sudden Jeff had this in here, and I was like, "Holy cow!" I said, "I haven't seen one of these <laughs> boards with the booth and the the turntable. I haven't seen that since since community college and yeah, college radio. Oh my god!" And then you know I I saw you on it, and then eventually I saw Mike Evans on it, and Mike Evans to me I I hold him up here in broadcast. Uh, tears, right? Yeah. Uh, because he's done it for 25 he's years. A pro, right? He's a, he's a total pro, and I I just love listening to him. And I was like, wow, I wonder if I can do that. I, I actually mentioned to you. I was like, I wonder if I could do that. And you're like, yeah, put your name on the calendar. Yeah, Pick a day. Yeah. And the, my first day doing it, and I did it. And my first day doing it, I was sweating <laughs> like nobody's business. I was, I mean, you can ask Tracy. Um, how nervous I was oh, yeah. when I first did it. I was like practicing in the hotel room. Oh, yeah. I was like, you know, <clears throat> just start. I started doing all the voice exercise. I was like, I have to drink hot beverages all day to keep my throat okay. <laughs> I was doing the whole thing. Yeah. I was that nervous because I haven't been on air at that time in over 25 years. Right. And, uh, and then at first I was rusty as hell. I was like, I, but. I remembered how to queue up records. I, you know, all of my training just came back like riding training a bike. Wheels, yeah. You know, the on-air stuff, not so much. It took some time to get back to where Mad I'm. Madman Carl. Yeah, Madman <laughs> Carl, where I'm comfortable. And then I'm, because I know Jeff was in, in broadcasting and on radio for many, many years. And I, I, I kept looking over to him like, Is this okay? Is this, you know, what am <laughs> I doing <laughs> wrong? And then he gave me the nods. And he's like, he says, you're getting better as, as time went on. He, during that set, that first initial set. And then and then me and him just go back and forth between me playing records. We're talking about music and this and that. Oh, do you have that 45? When did you get that 45? Where did you get it? Da, da, da. Oh, yeah. And we're just talking about records and music. And, I, and I'm just having a blast in here. Yeah. And I love doing it. And then it's, it just, I guess, blossoms, so to speak, to yeah. where I'm requested, I it's guess. A, it's a great <laughs> extension of the experience, and I love the fact that Mark says it all the time. It's a way for us to get to know other people's tastes, where you hear these different collections or tastes and genres of music, the stories people tell, those interstitial things. We started, I've always recorded them, as long as we had the means and we brought in the, the extra microphone. That's all stuff that's beautiful, like prosperity, where we can listen to that years from now and be like, remember that Planet of the Apes show? I have the DJ set from that, you know, or oh, wow. whatever it is, you know? But that's what we started doing with all the guest DJs now, too, because we're like, this is like really a legitimate, fun show that, you know, it's, it's great to, to capture and possibly put it out there to the world eventually. Oh, that's you know? great. But um, let's talk about your guys' together trips to the Mahoney. You guys definitely have become close um, as far as your Mahoning camaraderie. But the thing that I always see online is your infamous breakfast trips. Why don't you talk about your uh, your regular uh, meeting spot? 
<laughs> the Boulevard Diner. The Boulevard. Right. On every day except, what is it, Monday mornings? Except Mondays. Right. We try to give love to the Beacon. Damn right. Because uh, Chris loves this place too. Yeah. And we love her. And we love Rick. And we skip. I keep forgetting his name, I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry, Rick. Uh, <laughs> so we try to spread the love, but the Boulevard is, is, is basically our opinions, our jam. Right. So we usually meet up there for breakfast, and we come up with, uh, we just talk about stuff. Yeah, Mostly movies and music. Yeah, of right. Course, right. And, and, uh, cause that's basically our, our mainstays of interest. Um, uh, and we developed into, uh, doing top five lists, but that actually didn't develop at the, at the Boulevard. That developed in my house when I was yeah. recovering yep. from gallbladder surgery. Crazy. Daryl, Daryl came to my house and spent almost a week with me. Yeah. And Tracy at the time, uh, and we just started. Daryl was just perusing my my DVD and Blu-ray collection, which is huge. Uh, and and uh, I would shoot out, "Hey, what's your top five Scorsese? What's your top five Herschel Gordon Lewis?" And we would do that all the time. Yeah, and it just it just started. We just started doing it. Okay, top five Altman, top five that we just we just hit each other with it. Top five whatever. Yeah, and then uh, and then that. That's become that like kind of morphed into our breakfast chats during breakfast. We've got to come up with a top five list for breakfast, and sometimes he forgets, sometimes I forget. <laughs> and then, uh, but Daryl's lately has been like making note of what we said because I I can't remember yesterday for half <laughs> sure, the time I feel anymore. It. I feel it. So, but because uh, uh, it always changes, and you know, it's not it's not like that's it and that's all. The hell with you's all. But it's it's uh, it, you know it's just it's an opinion it's yeah. a taste it's a you know it's a thing yeah. and then and then we post it on the Facebook. Everybody the Facebook. goes yeah everybody <laughs> goes nuts and everyone goes and nuts. Oh, well, you didn't include this. Or you didn't right. include that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, yo, guys, come up with your own list then. Right. Write right. it below. Comment right. below. Right. That whole point is to start a conversation about stuff we love. And you'll notice it's never top five best movies. It's always favorites. Yeah. Because it's more about what that opinion. And that and that reveals some of your personality too. You were talking about oh, that. God, yeah. Where we exchange what's your top five and you get into the why. I saw that movie as a kid. I stayed up late. Whatever it was. And it yeah, and it brings the stories out. Yeah. And it just brings you closer. And it's fun on Facebook, obviously, where people chime in. It's caught people's heart. I gotta say, like, I look forward to it whenever you guys <laughs> right. are here. I'm like, I hope they're doing a breakfast run because <laughs> I want to see what their top five is. But it's great because you started putting the graphic on the Mahoney screen. I did. I'm trying to come up with this. other ideas. Yeah, with it's the this, graphic. this really fun idea and extension, again, of, of what we do. I, I always say, I love after a long, crazy weekend going through social media and seeing these pockets of fun that people had. There are insane <laughs> moments that are being shared on their personal pages. But for you guys, it takes it beyond what's happening on a lot <laughs> to be like, the camaraderie that we are about and we stand for carries over to these guys and their conversation throughout the day and their, their relationship. I just love it. And when Mark and I were talking about it, we said, you guys should really do a podcast. Work this top five thing. We always used to joke that the best podcast would be Carl Hates Everything. Not just <laughs> it writes itself, the sitcom coming to NBC soon. But 
And 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 for the record, I I don't hate everything. <laughs> I'm very I'm very particular. <laughs> yes, that's what I say. Too. I'm very particular, but I don't just say I hate it to hate it. Sure. I give reasons. I'm not like one of these guys that says, "Oh, I hate it. It sucks. It's it's rubbish. It's this. It's sure. that." I'll I'll give, if you ask me, I'll give you straight up reasons. Uh, sorry. Uh, I'll give you straight up reasons as to why I don't like it. What problems I had with it. Right. And not just. I hate it. I don't like it. Right. Not in my backyard. That type of stuff. Well, that's so. the stuff I love about, you know, again, these top five lists is it may be things where it's like, hey, the top all five worst experiences at a movie theater or whatever. It's very focused in on you guys, your opinions, your personalities, and it's a great kind of crossover. So Mark put it out there as far as having you guys on the show because I think this is a perfect opportunity for us to do a top five, right? Oh yeah, hell's yeah! I by think the, it's. By the way, I have no problem telling Carl when he's wrong. <laughs> uh, I must it's be the or I you, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's good friends. Uh, yeah, we're good friends, so I can say you're just wrong, Carl. Mm. I have not a problem with that. I still like the Medea movies. That's all I gotta say. Wow, they're talking about a bombshell, folks. You gotta hear first. Yeah, you, you gotta hear first. You can't predict what Carl loves or hates. <laughs> Well, do you guys have any uh, interesting things that uh, are on the docket or on your... Do you guys pre-come up with some of these top fives or on the spot all the time? For me, it's 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 sometimes on the spot. Like, uh, I was actually a good, a funny one that I came up with is because we were trying, uh, me and Val were trying to come up with something for Daryl for a dessert. Oh yeah! For his birthday, his <laughs> his birthday weekend was a Mahoning weekend. It yeah. Was, and um, surprise. And and uh, Val asked me, he says, "What kind of desserts is he like?" I said, "You know what? I have no idea." I said, "But I'm gonna find out." So early that morning, it was uh, we were just hanging out on the lot. It was early in the morning, just hanging out, and it was me, my friend Angie from Long Island, yeah. and Daryl, and I was like. I, he walked away to do something, and I said, I got it. I got how I'm going to get him. I said, I'm going to come up with a top five dessert. Perfect. So I hit him with it, and he was—he almost got angry with me. He was, was like, like, what? Who hits <laughs> someone with that at, like, <laughs> early eight, in the morning? Early 8 o'clock. It had to be, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. What does that have to do with movies? Yeah, what does this have to do with it? anything? And I said, I need to know the top five desserts. I said, come on. Don't even think about it. Just go. Go. <laughs> and then he... He got them out. Do you so. remember what they were? There were some oddball. Oh, I'm sure. I don't. I don't even remember so what mine were. Cheesecake was on there. Cheesecake, like, strawberry, strawberry cheesecake. cheesecake. Set I number think... two was the pie with the melted oh, the... Swiss. Oh, apple pie with wow. Swiss cheese and I think vanilla ice cream or something. Something I saw on a menu in Burlington, Vermont, but I could, they were never. They never had it. They were always like, oh, I'm sorry, we're out. I'm like, yeah. oh, someday I will have that. It made your top five and you never <laughs> had it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> right? Cookie Puss was on there. Ah. Car- you got to give props to Carvel and the Beastie Boys. Carvel. Cookie Puss. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I'm trying to think what the other two were because it was tough. I'm like, desserts. I'm not a dessert That's guy. That's a unique one. And what then, am I and then obviously I found out later what that was all about. I'm like, you dick. Found <laughs> <laughs> the way. Right? So you guys surprised me with cheese, strawberry cheesecake from someplace in Pennsylvania, like oh, an Pocono hour away. Pocono Cheesecake Company. Or Pocono Cheesecake Factory or something like that. Yeah. Right. Val drove they're, they're like an well. hour away yeah. to get this cheesecake. 
And uh, man, that was something else to go out of your way. And then they topped it. The next morning, we're doing a top five at the diner. At the Beacon. And then at the Beacon. At, yeah. at the Beacon. And Mark and Val send over that slice of apple pie with the wow. Swiss yeah. Well played. <laughs> well played. And Chris and the whole staff came over and sang oh, happy, birthday so Dar- oh, happy birthday with Happy birthday to Daryl yeah, with a uh... slice of pie with <laughs> one singular candle sticking out the top. And he didn't even think it was for him. Yeah, I'm like, tell me these people are walking that way. <laughs> oh, so embarrassing. That's fun. Amazing. I appreciate it, but it's it was embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. I don't like that attention, but I uh, appreciate what it, where it came from. Did you uh, come prepared with any top five uh, lists for today? Well, you know we did. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the most challenging one being, I, this is one that's tough. It could be top 20 Top five favorite Mahoning events. Wow. That's, that's that's a good one. I mean, I love them all, but... That's a really right, good one. I think we tried to do specific. I'm not sure if my list is the, that specific. So you, you could pick something that's like really Camp Blood yeah. and then say the 2018 version or whatever. Yeah. But that's our first one. We obviously had to do a tribute to the Mahoning. So top five favorite Mahoning events. I love that. I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Top five Mahoning specific events. My first one, of course, I I got to stay true to my first visit. Zombie Fest 2. Yes. Because that uh, played a lot of 35 millimeter buckets for me. Bucket list items. The Children, Psychomania, The Beyond. Um, also, one of my near and dear friends who's gone. I think everyone knows him. Jimmy Terror. He came out of his way and sat with us for night two, Amazing. me and Daryl. That's the last and time I saw him. I saw him one other time after that, a couple of times actually, but that, that meant the world to me that he came as sick as he was because he was an uber horror fan. Yeah. And um, he sat with us and we had a blast. That's awesome. So that's my number one. Zombie Fest 2. Okay. Uh, that was 2006, Memorial Day weekend 2016. Okay, we referenced this earlier, and this goes back to my childhood. This is like pre-Star Wars, pre-franchise films, the Go Ape Weekend. Wow. wow. That Go is my, Ape Weekend. That's my biggest regret of the show. You I, missed it? I had to go to a family reunion. Yes, I remember. And I wore my Go Ape t-shirt to that, uh, but I couldn't make it, and I've all that's the number one show I wish I could have come to. Whenever somebody shares that marquee or talks about it, you can always expect right up to there, be like, oh, oh, it's killing yeah. me. Yeah. Well, Go Ape is right to come back. That yeah. was 20. That's cool. That must have been 2015. 2015, it is. It's the first summer I came one. here. That yeah. was year one. I went for year one. I got to pick one. I wanted to go with my first show, but I'm like, I got to go with Go Ape. That weekend. was a really fucking yeah. fun weekend. That was really all fun. the Planet of the Apes movies split between two nights, plus right. the recut, exploited, ballyhoo, shyster version of... <laughs> Tombs of the Blind Dead retitled. Oh as, yeah, Planet Return from Planet. Planet Apes, was the Planet Re- Ape. Revenge of Planet, Planet Ape. Ape. Yeah, which is essentially Harry has a print. It's essentially just this prologue that's tacked yeah. on, changing the story, saying that these are the ghosts of dead apes rising <laughs> right. from the tomb. Yeah, and then Tombs of the Blind Dead just plays. <laughs> just goes. Yeah, and they just replace right. that in the title. So yeah, brilliant that he did that. So I'm a little bit older than you guys, but. To know the love I have for Planet of the Apes. I mean, I did get to see the final Planet of the Apes film, Battle, mm-hmm. in a theater. But most of those played on TV endlessly. 
and the toys. I think that was the first movie that really had toys and stuff. Right. So to see it here, all five films, 35 millimeter. I think I actually brought some of my toys out, some of the comic books. Yeah. Uh, that was great. Again, I'm glad to hear it's ripe for it's right there. Play. That's what we always show. We there's certain events that we say we could do these every other year. Right. But because we're limited on the weekends that we have, that sure. one has gone now six years since we've done it. So it's yeah. like. I think it's more than time to go ape again. Yeah. You know? Oh hell yeah! Okay. <laughs> I'll, be here this, I'll be here. Especially if time. Mark missed it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Let me know so I can take off. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, already mentioned before, but I'll say it again: Star Trek Weekend. That was July eighth and 9th of two thousand sixteen. I think that is right for a comeback. That's true. I was just fantastic, and, uh, and of course, near and dear to my heart. Uh, Corey and Mac coming over to me and inviting me inside, which like totally broke my heart. Welcome in a good family. way. Totally. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's my number two. That's and awesome. I have to mention that the idea of coming into the snack bar or the projection booth, it's just come on in, let's watch a movie. That doesn't happen anywhere else. No, no. Could you imagine a first run theater, or a indoor theater, coming down to the? The, the seats and say, you guys want to come back to the, <laughs> right. to the, to the break room right. and, you know, whatever it is, you know? I mean, in the lobby with us. I even mentioned to you recently, uh, driving by me, how challenging it was to get someone to ask someone oh, yeah. to turn their headlights off. And I had already asked them nicely. And then I went to the ticket booth, they said, go to the snack bar, and then they said, Maybe you should call the phone number. I'm like, what? <laughs> call the number? I'm here now. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm like, talking to you. This would never have to happen at the Mahoney. Yeah, presentation right? is everything. And right. believe me, like we've we've heard those complaints about the headlights, the loud people, the the stuff like that. We try to to hit all those things right before we get to screen. We do that sure. sweep. We make sure that the presentation is going to be as clean as possible. But you know. They come from everywhere. <laughs> and you guys are really nice about it, too. Sure. It's not like... Yeah, it's not like you're being Nazis about it. Right. right. Get out of here. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Although you pesky we, kids. we have joked about sending Carl around with a bat. Yeah. <laughs> when it gets real bad. I would, one offenders. night this season, it was so bad. And I... I it's always I, the same guy. I, I want... It was more than one person. Right. It was like here. It was there. It was here. It was everywhere. But they repeat. And I was like... And I said... I swear to God, next time I'm coming with a baseball bat, I'm just going to walk around the lot and just start smash, smashing bait, smashing headlights. Even though I'm sure that's frowned upon these days. Um, old Carl, old Carl, 15 years, 20 years ago would have had no problem doing that. But I'm an older guy now, and that's kind of. Yeah, but like Star I said, Trek definitely is in that category as well. Where oh please, that was before we hit that fandom level. People were still discovering a. Now that would crush. I think that would totally. I think you'd sell out the whole the whole lot. Honestly, yeah, that'd be a big draw. I'm honestly. actually surprised you didn't pick that as number one. Because uh, no, because I, I I'm I'm a purist with firsts. Okay. Um, especially first films. You know, remember we did that sequel top five. Yeah. So uh, I got to go with my first time, my first exposure to this place, yeah, okay. and my initial like swoon, uh, if you right. will, of over everything. Right. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> you know. Well, that's how I was with Go Ape Weekend. Yeah. Star Trek was, you know, the Steel Planet of the Apes movie. Heart. Right. Yeah. yeah. So number two for me 
again, hits me right in the soft spot. The very first VHS Fest weekend. Oh, that was now, legend. Yeah, I know that's not Carl's thing, but having grown up in that, you know, went through the drive-in phase, cable TV, uh, video stores, all that, and running a video store. We've had conversations about oh, yeah. that. Man, there was nothing quite like when the rain hit and everyone rushed out to the video store and you're calling for help. I need backup. I need more people in the radio. <laughs> Everybody's trying to rent movies. Uh, so VHS Fest. Yeah, it wasn't so much the films, but just, again, you guys, when you embrace something, it's all in. Yeah. You know, the vendors, tapes, the films. It was just amazing. The love for for VHS. That first VHS Fest leveled us up. I mean, every year we seem to have at least one show that really raises the bar for us and what we do. And that idea came so kind of organically with the connection to Josh and Lunch Meat, being friends with a couple of my buddies, and the idea of showing love to, to VHS movies. We had finally figured out how to put, you know, quote unquote digital up on screen, right. where we could play VCR tapes and put them up there. but. That's one I remember was the first time I really questioned a booking. If you remember, we booked Faces of Death that first the second night of the <laughs> that first yeah. year. Yeah, you did. And I, I remember we made the announcement. We used to trickle out titles after the event was released. We used to be like, okay, now here's what's going to be playing. And our Faces of Death, some people were just like, Faces of Death? What are you guys, nuts? Faces of death? <laughs> but it was what we played it like the fourth movie at like second three night. in the morning. Yeah, second the second night. night, yeah. But one of those things that really just showed how hard we were going to push that envelope to say, if, if we're jumping into the VHS era, this is a pretty important piece of that yeah. VHS era. Oh, hell It's yeah. like the number one passed around in the in neighborhood movies, you know? But that's a great one. I got a soft spot. And before that. that, I was going to Stroudsburg for the VHS Fest and then coming here after. That's right. So you guys brought it here. I'm like, look at that. One trip and done. Crazy. The whole weekend. You're still doing it. Yep. So. Yeah, VHS Fest. Number uh, two. Yep, coming soon. Off to you, Carl. All right, number three. Um, I'm going to go with Weekend of Terror number one. And that was uh, September 30th and October 1st, 2016. Um, Headliner of the night of the show? I spit on your grave. Wow. Also, uh, uh, Bay of Blood and Death Weekend. Those were the standouts for me. Oh, Texas Chainsaw, of course. Uh, Blood Spatter Bride, I Dismember Mama. That That's whole right. weekend that was, was just nonstop, boom, 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 with heavy hitters. <laughs> yeah. On weekend at that first weekend at Terror. So that's my number three. Harry came out swinging. Oh. Without. And a lot of people, they always say, Weekend of Terror is my jam or Schlock is my jam. Certain ones they know to expect a certain kind of angle. You know? Oh, yeah. So it must have been year two that he headlined um, Texas Chainsaw. Or was that year one? That was the first Weekend of Terror. First Weekend of Terror, yeah. Texas Chainsaw. Yep. That's on the t-shirt. That's yeah. right, with the buzz coming. Yeah. I yes. wasn't there, but I got a free t-shirt. Yes. Really. So I remember <laughs> To commemorate. That. Yeah. yeah. That was a fun one. That was a really fun one. Okay, over to me. We're now on number three, right? Number three. Gotta go Schlockorama. There it is. Which one? First one? The first one with uh, Frankenstein meets the Space Monster. <laughs> that really set a the A movie part. I've seen many times as a kid. And I think most people that love those Schlockorama shows, it really hits you in that young age yep. of B-movies. Yes. 
And it's stuff that I saw on Saturday afternoon TV. Right? Mm-hmm. It's stuff that you saw and then later ended up on like Mystery yep. Science Theater. Uh, but it is a, a, a little niche of B-movies that you don't see anymore at any drive-in. Yeah. Uh, even when they do retro occasionally, they'll never play this stuff. So to see that here, Killer Weekend, the one for this year is even better. It's insanity. Right? William yes. Castle. Who doesn't love William the Castle? Castle Knight, like, right? As soon as Harry started going after these titles, and I requested a few from the studios for him, I was just like, bro, this this is magic. Going after the That's what it is. The thing with Schlock, it's a quadruple feature. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we talked oh, yeah. about that. Ooh, Harry loves those <laughs> quadruple features. Yeah. And originally he pitched it as, look, these are Schlock titles, they're real short. You know, and sometimes that is the case. Like for sometimes the, for the castle title, some of those run like sixty-four minutes, something like that. But like, I remember there was a couple years where you're well, like, well, last year, oh my last God. year, last year ran late. Everything was at least ninety minutes last year. <laughs> Previously, oh, they had all been up. seventy minutes or less. Yeah, and then you so, get yeah. the intermission, three intermissions in there. <laughs> oh God, you're literally fighting the sun, and it's. Yeah, it's one of those things. I always look forward to that weekend, but know that it's going to be a long one. But the know? titles are killer. Yeah. So you you desperately want to make it to the end of those nights. Oh yeah. There's not a dud in the in the batch, you know. No, no. I, I want to see every single movie this weekend. I was saying to Beth, I'm like, I'll work intermissions. I'll work before the show, <laughs> but you will not be seeing me during these films. Yeah, just so not you know. Gonna happen. And she said, I think we're just gonna have the kids run the stand because <laughs> I want to see them all. She's a huge right. Vincent Price oh, fan, yeah. so she's like, I'm not missing Absolutely. the Tingler. Yeah. And let's so, not forget Ed Wood. And Ed Wood. Yeah. yeah. And Freaks. Yeah, it's a solid. Which I've, and, met, I've talked to people on the lot. They haven't seen an Ed Wood film yet. We've really? never played an Ed Wood film here. Right. We've wow. We've never played an Ed and Wood I, film. And he, he's notorious for being the worst filmmaker ever. He's not. so wrong. So entertaining. Oh, yeah. Um, That's perfect drive-in fare right Right. There. That's the type of thing where we might have to keep people from mystery sciencing out just because we're having such a <laughs> yeah. good time. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. There's my That's number three. One. I love it. See, my number four is your number three, Schlockerama One. Uh, that was uh, July 28th and 29th, 2017. Frankenstein meets the Space Monster for me. Blood Feast and Astro Zombies. Those are my standouts. That's right. And didn't we have? Didn't somebody dress as the Astro Zombie? Or they were walking around with the big head. I believe somebody <laughs> did, yeah. That was Eric, and he had, it was the mutant from This Island Earth. That was oh, it. Yeah, okay, was all it. Right. I have a great photo of him and me, and he has that big mask <laughs> on. Oh, it was so much fun. So much fun. But that was, that was my number four. And I, I, like, I gotta echo Daryl's sentiment. I love all those 50s, 60s movies. I can't get enough of them. I watch them anytime. To me, those are comfort food films for oh, yeah. me. Yep. Uh, and it's just I, and like like Daryl also said, this year's is uh, is proving to be absolute amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So. This is taking me down memory lane, guys. This is fun. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Number four. Number four is not actually a favorite movie, but it was everything that was going on that night. Which is ha- happens at the Mahoning. Part right? of it is the experience. It's, it's, it's not just about the movies. All the ex- to become secondary. So yep. you know, last year was a crazy year with COVID and stuff. Oh, God. It was. You're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. So obviously, this was like a beacon of like hope and like love and like you couldn't go to concerts. You couldn't do a lot of stuff. This was the had... only game in town. Right. I mean, 
in a lot of towns, actually. Right. Uh, oh, so yeah. I, I, I dare say three the whole... half hours from here. Oh, yes. the... Yeah. So, yeah, last summer, I mean, there were so many great events. But this one, not my favorite, but turned out to be my favorite for a number of reasons. So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and 3. Yes. Right? That was our last first... show of the year. Last, last show, show of the year. Of the year. Mm-hmm. So, you're kind of like, oh, we made it through another year. It was a crazy night. The weather was insane. The winds, that's right. <laughs> it was wind and rain. I could. Were you it. inside when we lost the power? Oh, that's right. Well, that's part of the story. Yes. So I was first, working a lot that yes. night. So I was. Oh, that was the first time I um, unofficially volunteered. I think it was. That was the night where Carl was out helping with the traffic outside, and I saw the issue with people you know, too far into the road. So I actually parked my car and got out and walked down the road and asked people to move over so traffic could come through. And I'm like, that was cool. I did something that was helpful helpful to the (laughs) driving, helpful to the people trying to drive by the the chaos. And, um, but the weather was insane. In fact, it reminded me of the Wizard of Oz. I really thought there was gonna be a tornado in the distance come ripping through it was it was scary like no joke we had do you remember the line so we had oh yeah the stand was closed all year last year but we decided because the weather was terrible that night and it's our last show let's open up the stand let's put bill mosley inside we'll have the line work its way outside which sure enough it did but it wrapped around and sat right in front of the merch tent this wind was whipping and the tent was bending (laughs) I was like, people are risking their lives to come right. and see Bill Mosley tonight, you know? But, yeah, that was a scary That's one. what made the night. The fact that everybody in line was still having fun, didn't care. When we are inside, the power was going out. Flickering. Yep. Bill, Bill Mosley was totally chill with it. He wasn't flipping out. He's like, whatever, we'll have fun. It, it, it was just that, holy shit, this could be the end of the world tonight. But we're having fun, but so we're, it didn't even. Place. Yeah, yeah, and we've often joked about. I mean, the diehard, you know, it's almost like if the projectors didn't work, get a flashlight. We'll do hand puppets right. on the screen. Yeah. It's we'll about still have a great right. Time. It's about the hangout. Yeah. You don't get that at every drive-in. You might no. get some retro features. They might be digital, even if Carl hates. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but you don't get that hang. That like, let's get there early so we can chat. We make fr- we made some friends a few weeks ago at a Patreon screening. That's right. Yeah. That's all I right. So we're like, what are their names? We got to remember them. I've seen them before. Let's yeah. Us old guys, we the- can't remember. Right. Jack about people's names. Bring them names. into the group. So that's number four: Texas Chainsaw Massacre two and three, the last show of last year, for all those reasons. Not really so much the movies, yeah. but just the experience and the fact that it seemed like it was the end of the world, but we're still having fun. Yeah. That's true. As REM would say. I feel fine. (laughs) Right? That's a great one. All right. Final number five for me. Real weird weekend number one. That was uh, August 31st, uh, September 1st, and September 2nd, 2018. The standouts for me, uh, Haosu and Zardoz. Yes. Oh, yeah. Zardoz is... People that know me close, now everyone's going to know... Uh, certain movies 
Turn on the waterworks for me. Yep. And Zardoz is one? Zardoz is one. That's amazing. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. incredible. The end of Zardoz Makes when that cry. Beethoven score comes. I think it was Symphony Number no. 7, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that whole progression of time when they all become mortal. Yep. And I just start bawling. And here that. was no exception. <laughs> um, everyone was making fun of me in the front row. <laughs> Are you crying? No, man, you're crying. And I said, yeah, I'm crying. So what? I'm yeah. crying. That's one of the movies that makes me cry. So seeing that uh, on 35... With Haosu, was that the same night? I think it was the second Separate? Night. Yeah, separate nights. So but still, Haosu on the first night for me, Zardoz on the second for so me. Good. And I was just like, I was... Oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, in cinema heaven. Yeah, <laughs> cinema heaven. Another bucket list item for me achieved with Zardoz. Checked off. Because that's one of my all-time favorites. I love that. By the way, we have done a top five movies that make you cry. And I Ooh. don't And I don't remember the Zardoz. Uh, <laughs> it's in there. Was it? It's oh, of course. Oh. Now I know it. So. <laughs> Number five for me is so tough because it's from this year and it's like a tie between three movies my hundredth film which That's was great. your first spaghetti western something we all love and morricone oh, which yes. always makes me cry yeah <laughs> morricone all night all night all day it's sense. so tough it's a tie between these i'm gonna have to break it the wild world of david lynch that was a great one I mean, that movie. that's a love of a filmmaker I share with my son. Mm -hmm. He came out, we did the cosplay that's thing. That's right, yes. Uh, so it's so tough to pick out of it. And then Zombie Fest, which had some of the worst weather <laughs> I that's remember right. ever. Uh, Seven years, no rain, all came in one day. Right. But, uh, <laughs> that also included uh, a lot of volunteering that weekend, uh, helping JT with the whole shark, the shark. zombie thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, when we came up with the idea to shoot the shadow play in front of that screen, I, it brought me back to a, being a 12-year-old with a Super 8 camera. Yeah. I'm like, I, let's work this magic. I love this. Let's do this. We had problems with the weather and the fact that you guys just create a bunch of people. We all shot ideas out on how to handle the rain, the guests, and Virgil, man, you were so open to like anybody's idea. Now, like I'm the boss here. Here's how we're gonna do it. Somebody would throw an idea, an idea, and you would be like, "Yeah, let's try that." Yeah. You know, we were doing tarps and all sorts of That's things. Right. Let's figure this thing yeah. out. So I think for that reason, and you guys surprised me with the birthday thing. Yeah. The birthday thing, the crappy weather, the great movies, the volunteering, helping JT with that damn shark. There was a lot going. Yeah, there was. Sure. That rises to the top. So, man, uh, that one hits me in the heart. That's, that's amazing. That one I threw on is my number five. What? Well, so now I do consider you a a legitimate volunteer. <laughs> Did that start this year? I always just assume, hey, if Daryl's on the lot, I just like Carl, I, I have think, somebody I can go to. Yeah, I think so. I think I just kind of. Uh, I'm not. You know, Carl talked about that being. Uh, you're out of your uh, comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been coming here for years, but I'm not one to like hang out in the projection booth because I'm always like, you know, those guys are working. Right. You know, I meet people and have great conversations. I met Mark that first year, and I've been coming for years. And I'm like, they sort of know me as that old guy <laughs> that shows up, <laughs> right? I wouldn't go out of my way to announce myself, hey, I'm here. 
And it just came natural. Like I said, last year, just helping out Carl. And I'm like, you know, if I can get here early, whatever I can do. Can I take out the garbage? Can I do this? I'll help lift something, move sure. something. JT especially. Helping him as challenging as that can be. Oh, yeah. And you got to get him on the podcast. Because uh, he is such... He has such attention to detail. He's, but he's I, a spark of creativity that's so essential to what we do. Here. In fact, I remember the first time I met him wasn't here. It was in Blairstown, and he was getting in the full Jason outfit. Yes, that's right. And I sort of knew him as a friend of Stephen Demers, uh -huh. and I was helping with makeup. And then we went through town, and he was scaring people <laughs> and getting photo ops with all the good-looking girls. Yeah, pull up. up the machete. Up. That was the first time I met him. Yeah. So, uh, and I helped him last night with some barrels. I don't know. <laughs> so, it's unofficial, official. Well, it's a good, Mark puts it great. It, it's like a punch card. You come enough times and we're going to ask you to work for us. <laughs> but the You thing don't I even love, have to ask. You don't have to ask. I just felt like if I can get here early and help out whatever is official or unofficial, right. I'm going to help out. That's the thing I love is you guys, just like us, have become authorities here. People come in and they're brand new to not just the Mahoning, but a drive-in in general. And to have guys that are kind of placed around the lot at all times to answer those basic questions, it makes all the difference instead of somebody blindly being like, how does this work? It's like, oh, I'll happily tell you. Welcome to the family, you know? It does. It, it, the camaraderie and what the Mahoning means to the fans and our extended community it's so much more than movies. It's it's it breaks down to it's our gathering place. It's our happy place. It's where we can all come together yeah. and be ourselves. You know. No, sure. And I think Carl said it about the things that you love. You want to see it succeed and thrive, because a lot of what we loved is now gone. Video mm -hmm. stars aren't around. Oh yeah. A lot of drive-ins is closed. So you want to help that thing thrive, and the Patreon thing helps. Yeah. Uh, and then just, you know. Well, that's the, that's the biggest on. challenge of, of this whole thing, you know. I've said it to Mark that we are in a state of the worst scenario could happen to us. Literally the worst scenario. But because of what we have built, what we have garnished over the last couple of years, it's, there is a spiritual energy around what the Mahoning is yeah. that it's, it's almost infamous. You know, it's where it's almost um, invincible, you know, to have that type of love and that type of dig into people's hearts. It, I think it, it will be, you know, forever our mainstay calling card, you know. Oh, yeah. But so we're getting close to showtime. <laughs> so I guess we should say we are recording this. Literally amongst the E7s, right. we're sitting in the projection booth together. Surrounded by, my knee is resting against uh, Death Race 2000. Yes, be careful, that's a rare print. It is. Um, and, uh, <laughs> one, one by one, the staff are arriving to punch in. So, yeah, we're, so, we're, so we're thinking we're going to wrap this up, but this won't be the last time that we have you guys on. This not at all. This is really, cool. really oh, fun. Cool. Going down, you know, the, the memory rabbit hole, remembering some shows that we haven't thought about in a long time. I love that, you know, and again, it gives people the perspective to say, you know, I'm somebody who comes there because I love 35 millimeter. I, you know, so it creates, again, the solidifying of our community and what we're about. So, well, I thank you guys for making the time. Mark, I thank you for dealing thank with the you. flies. 
And again, you yeah, guys, thank you guys. You guys mean the world to us. The reason we like doing this is it doesn't just shine a light on the fans and what it means to be a Mahoning fan, but it shows the extension of our family. You know, this isn't just the the core couple people running the business. It takes a little literal army of people and support to have the Mahoning be what it is. So we love you guys. Well, we, we love you. You're the best. <laughs> We're going to have a great time tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great time tonight. And glint. again, if you guys um, are loving what you're hearing, support the Patreon. Uh, the guys will tell you the Patreon screenings are like religious experiences here. You don't Hello, only get yeah. Mark on the mic. You don't only get rare uh, clips from the archives. But... You get some choice titles too. And the waterbed commercial. Oh. You won't see anywhere that but. That has become legend. That yes. is a, something I own, and it is a Patreon exclusive. You yes. will not see that anywhere else. You won't. And you will not see it at any Mahoning show that it's not a Patreon. No matter, no matter how much I've been begging. Nope. No. <laughs> no, no, it's no. It's no. worth your time just to be here to see the waterbed trip. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Such a strange thing, you know? Like, that played in theaters at one point? That was just... an ad for a Chicago waterbed company that probably played in local theaters yeah. uh, back in, in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, It could be the next Rico's. Oh, I think it maybe, really, maybe, maybe one of the greatest <laughs> clips of 35 I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, on that note, Jeff, take it away, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for coming out tonight to the Mahoning Drive-In Theater. We hope you'll come back and see us again real soon. The exit is on the right-hand side of the screen at the front of the field. And most importantly, have a very safe trip home. Good night and God bless you.